0: the experience of a lifetime as a child I got to grow up on a dairy farm part of growing up on a dairy farm means all hands on deck especially in the summer when you're on vacation or so you think part of the duty on a dairy farm is no matter what day it is cows must be milked twice a day and for us that time was 3 30 a.m. and p.m. If you've never met the ungodly hour of 3.30 a.m., it comes quickly in the middle of the night, and it's also pitch black in the country. You see, sometimes we're spoiled. The street I live on, there's street lights all around giving light, even on the darkest of nights to pierce through. But when you're going through a cattle field and you have a couple bulls that are known to uh, want to get a little too close for comfort, you have to make sure you have a flashlight to pierce through that darkness or that bull sneaks up on you and angst begins to creep into your heart so that light is your friend to let you know what is coming sooner than later because it pierces through the darkness but as good as that flashlight was and as necessity as it was to pierce through that darkness a much greater light has come at Christmas to pierce through an even greater darkness in the person of Jesus. So that's what we're going to look here in Isaiah 9, 1 through 7. And it's going to be here on the screen behind me. Hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah 9, 1 through 7. that there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the later time, he made glorious the way of the sea, The rod of his oppressor you have broken is on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle to amulet, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this here is what I think is the main idea of this and what I want to quickly communicate to us tonight a son has been born to us who will bring joy to the world by overturning darkness a son has been born to us who will bring joy to the world by overturning darkness we want to look at this short section of text tonight in two points point number one the light and point number two the sun let's look at and consider the fact that this is the light who has come you see the nation of israel was a nation in darkness isaiah it is a book written to a nation, a particular nation regarding their sin. Here's some of the things about this nation. They were turning to idols in Isaiah 2.8. They were haughty and arrogant, Isaiah 2.11. They proclaimed and did not even hide their sin, Isaiah 3.9. They called evil good, Isaiah 5.20. And they acquit the guilty instead of carrying out justice, Isaiah 5.23. These people were blinded. They were blinded in sin. A darkness had come over their eyes to keep them from even seeing what they were doing. They had rejected their God, the very one who had established them as their people. They had rejected the very one who created them. He they were their he was their creator, and they ignored him. They refused to bow to him as their king, as their god. Therefore they were in darkness Isaiah 8 22, right before this says and they will look to the earth but behold distress and darkness the gloom of anguish and they will be thrust into thick darkness judgment was coming upon a nation of people because they had rejected their God therefore they were in gloom and darkness and yet. Here at Christmas, we celebrate the light coming into the world to pierce through that darkness, to bring relief, to bring joy in the midst of gloom. That's exactly what Isaiah 9, 1 and 2 began to tell us. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the later time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. That gloom is coming to fade away. How? How is that going to? Well, in verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Light begins to pierce through the gloom and the darkness of night. But what is this light? Like? How does a light pierce through such gloom and darkness of the soul when judgment is coming Verses 3 and 4. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. As they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden. The staff for his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor. You have broken is on the day of Midian. How does this light pierce through? It begins to increase joy amongst the people. The joy overcomes the gloom and the darkness. The joy begins to creep up in the hearts of the people as this light begins to shine. But what, what is the cause of this joy? What is the source of this joy? That's what verse 4 is all about. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor you have broken is on the day of Midian. If you're a good country folk, you realize a yoke is something you put on animals to bind them, to do the work that the the weight of the work lays on them and this bar of yoke. They're entrapped by it. They're forced to do what it is you tell them as the master to do. You yoke a pair of oxen to plow the field. You yoke a team of mules to to till up the land or to pull the harvest in so you can put it away in the barn. You're under that weight and this has been broken. This joy, this light breaks the yoke of bondage that held the people of Israel. It breaks the bondage of not just Israel, though it breaks the bondage of sin. For each and every one of us. Why do we have joy at Christmas? Why is this light such an important aspect? Because the light has shown. To pierce through the darkness of our own souls. Because you see it's not just Israel. That did us these things. We too walk in them. We're the ones turning to idols. We're the ones who are haughty and arrogant. There, from Isaiah 2.11. We're the ones boasting in our own sins. And not trying to hide them. How many of us just. Yeah, I did that. I I think it's sin, but you know what? God will forgive me. That's kind of the boasting arrogance we begin to do. And yet this light has come to pierce through that very darkness of our own hearts, of our love for sin. This light begins to to open our eyes, to, to unblind us from it. That's what's come at Christmas. This joy has come. A joy... Of that of the harvest being gathered in, you know, we're spoiled. We live and have Audi and Schnooks and Walmart and what? four or five dollar generals we can go and, and grab food for. Up until our modern day and time, you would have had to gather in everything you had from the fields and hope the harvest was plentiful. That's the joy that is coming. When the light shines in Jesus,
1: because that's exactly who
0: this light is. It's not just a a distinguishment or just some random light. It's a person. It's the person of Jesus. And that's where we turn in our second point to consider the son, who it is who has come to shine this light in the midst of this darkness. Verse six. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so, how does this child of light that's promised come? Look at verse 6 there again. For to us a child is born, a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, if you have a Bible, consider back up to verse 4. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of meeting. How does he break that yoke? As Jesus comes, he puts the yoke on himself. He puts that weight and that burden on himself. He removes it from our shoulders and takes it on his as he carries the cross to Golgotha. You see, his son comes. He is indeed the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father and prince of peace, but he does so through a suffering life. Jesus comes to bear our burdens so that we can be free from them. Jesus did not come to remain in a manger. He came to live, to die, and to rise again, the victorious king. The only way Jesus inherits his throne, the throne of David and sits everlasting father, everlasting as king, is through the cross. He dies the death we deserved so that we may live in righteousness and eternity if we will but trust in him. Friends, do you see what kind of joy has come at Christmas in this person of Jesus? That's the marvel of it. It's not just we come and and gather around Christmas tree and sing familiar songs. It's not just that a baby has been born. Babies are born constantly, nightly. There will be babies born as the clock strokes midnight on Christmas Day. But that doesn't set them apart. What sets this baby apart is that he is the Son of God. Come to rescue sinful man to restore us to God himself. That's the marvel at Christmas. Yes, indeed, his government, his his peace will know no end. He's going to sit on the throne of David and over his kingdom forever and ever. He's going to establish and uphold it. Why? Because Jesus has already died and rose from the grave, defeating death. His kingdom is going to continue to increase. He's going to continue to advance his kingdom as souls are one to bow in allegiance to him. That's the miracle that's come at Christmas. This Jesus who brings life and light to darkness. So friends, no matter what gloom you're feeling this Christmas, no matter what weight is weighing on you, there is one who has come to pierce through the darkness of your current situation to give hope in the midst of hopelessness. He loves you so that he came to dwell among us as a babe born and laid in a manger, and he came to die so that we could live. Will you marvel at this this Christmas? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. For your grace and your mercy to us in Jesus. God, we pray tonight, Lord, that if there are those who have not come to know you, Lord, that they will come to know you and trust in you as their Savior. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will move in our hearts as we continue to sing tonight. Will you do that work as only you can? In Christ's name we pray. Amen. A couple of brothers are going to begin to uh, come around with lighters to light your candles. I hope you had an opportunity to grab those. So they're going to come and and light the end row and, if you will, pass it down to the next person sitting in your row with you. Uh, So they're going to begin doing that as we sing, Away in the Manger. And I'm going to hit the lights for Silent Night. Will you stand, us, Please.